So good evening, everyone. Uh, to give a title to tonight's talk, it's Waking Up to Indifference. And to give you a bit of background on this, um, I had a conversation with someone um, last week and I was talking to this person about um, indifference in life and how it's different to equanimity because he was someone who's done a lot of work on himself but also gone through a lot of um, suffering in his life and a lot of loss. And um, he was talking about how um, he was having an indifferent response to something that was occurring in his life, or at least I named it for him in that way. Um, and he found the conversation to be very um, helpful and realised that um, being indifferent um, was something he'd been doing for the last 50 years of his life. And, um, well, no, he's grown out of it a lot now. He's got a lot of insight into it now. But it's something that he realised that he did for a long time and could sometimes slip into if, if life was being difficult in some way. And the experience of indifference is a kind of form of apathy like um, of not not caring um, and to put it in the scheme of things as you know as we've spoken about before with the the Brahma Viharas the four noble abodes the emotional states that are cultivated through Dharma practice loving kindness compassion joy and equanimity each of those qualities has its what they call its near enemy not its far enemy but its near enemy the thing that looks like it but it's not quite the same and you can be mistaken in your practice thinking that you're cultivating something but it's not the true the true quality so the near enemy of of love is clinging right and the near enemy of compassion is pity just sort of like objectifying people and looking down on them rather than being one with them. And the, um, an interesting, an interesting uh, translation of the, the near enemy of joy is over-optimism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the, the near enemy of equanimity is indifference. Mm -hmm. And now what we're touching on here to use others in words we talk about attachment in Zen um, and detachment and non-attachment. And to be attached is to suffer, of course, is to cling. Um, but people then mistake that the, the, the alternative to that is detachment, which a lot of Buddhist people can fall into. Like, I'll just sort of, I won't be in the world, I'll just kind of float above the world but I won't really be in it, won't be in, it, in the body. I'll be floating above the body. I'll be floating above the suffering in the world and, and, and not actually engaging in it. So there may be in that, in that stance an, an objective view of the world, which is good. But like my words earlier in Sazen referring to, the mind might, may be actually very objective like a mirror about what is actually occurring in the world, but the heart is not engaged. The heart is 
in indifference, the heart is kind of dead. The, the heart is not actually connecting with what is. So true equanimity is um, an experience of just being one with your circumstances, whatever they are. So if it's being one with joy, it's being one with suffering, it's being one with pleasure, it's being one with pain, with favourable circumstances, unfavourable circumstances. If you're just turning up to be with life as it is um, and and you're willing to go to all the scary parts as well, that's equanimity. And it's a warm feeling, it's not a cold feeling that goes with it. That's why I reference the heart in it as well. The heart brings warmth, not coldness. A purely scientific way of being in the world could be um, objective but cold, Mm -hmm. where there's no intimacy in it. And a very common word that people use these days, which um, is is a word which describes indifference, and you've probably heard it many times before, is whatever... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Now, when people say whatever, it's kind of, the tone of it is kind of um, irritated resignation. Is perhaps the tone of it, but it's kind of a it's kind of a, a a word that's used these days. Well, it kind of is what it is, you know, whatever. Um, but you can see the difference in that tone. Do you know to what? True equanimity is. It doesn't. True equanimity doesn't have that that sort of cynical tone to it. And so there is an indifference that we can have one towards our own experience. We're not necessarily just criticising our own experience or attacking ourselves. We're just indifferent to what we experience, which is a kind of emotional numbing. Or we can just be indifferent to the suffering of the world as well. We just let it pass by. We're not really engaging in it in any kind of way. So it's very important to see the distinction between those two. Um, With equanimity, equanimity is engaging in the world fully, um, but not in a detached way, but what we refer to as being non-attached. And to be non-attached is not to be attached to outcomes. Right, so to say to be in a relationship is to give yourself, you know, give your heart to a relationship without really any clinging to what the outcome should be. It's just the, the giving of each moment or each each day or each year, mm-hmm. um, which is very different from being detached from it. Um, So it's very important in practice to to actually name this when it's occurring. That's what I'm referring to in terms of waking up to indifference. Sometimes we can drift into indifference and kid ourselves that it's actually equanimity. And so if that's the case, it's important to thought label, to actually use the word, you know, I'm in a state of indifference at the moment. It's not a state of equanimity. And if you've got wise observation and wise discernment, um, you know yourself, you can pick the difference between the two. And like I said, one equanimity is is peaceful, but it's intimate and connected as well, whereas detachment is aloof. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it hasn't, doesn't have that intimate component to it. So as you go through your practice, be aware, I'm emphasising this one about indifference, but be aware of all of those near enemies um, that we can fall into, right? The, the clinging, which is different to love um, because it has an expectation to it. Um, pity being different to compassion. Compassion means that the word compassion, if you break down the etiology of it, means to suffer with. That's why it's different from pity. Pity is not suffering with. Joy and um, over-optimism. Um, and this last one in particular, equanimity and indifference. <laughs> 